Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite to Queen's Practical Wisdoms and Sales Podcast. I'm Amanda, your host of today's show, and I'm here with our co-founders, Lynn and Tina. Today, we'll be discussing the difference between solution and relationship selling. What is the difference between solution and relationship sales methods? Lynn, can you explain? So while these methods have share similarities, you know, there are key differences. And these are the differences that I see. And I'm, you know, Tina's going to share her brilliance really shortly. But relationship selling is consultive by nature. It's in relationship selling, the sales professional provides free advice, expertise, and referrals. It's a long-term strategy uh, based on building relational capital with your clients and in the end, uh, becoming a valued partner, um, ultimately uh, becoming a key extension of the client's organization. So relationship sales builds a foundation for years of association and connection. So that's really the key difference that I see because solution selling is focused on specific client needs or requirements. Um, In solution selling, the sales professional will analyze the problem and recommend um, a product or service that solves the problem within the confines of the client's specifications. So while solution selling um, will often benefit um, from relational selling techniques, uh, the focus is really centered on fixing the client issue. Um, And once addressed, there may be little or no further interaction between the sales professional and the client. So those are what I see as the differences. And Tina, share your wisdom. <laughs> I, I like what you said. I do think that uh, solution selling to me is more transactional based, right? It's kind of one and done. You go in there, you find out what the client needs or thinks that they need and you sell to that or you find a solution that you happen to have in, in, in your company and you force it onto the client because that's what you have to offer and you're, you're sure that that's exactly what they need okay, as well, opposed to, right? Not, not, not forcing it on a client. All right, we're not talking about hard selling here. So, okay, sorry. I had to jump in there. Sorry. Well, sorry. We strongly, strongly suggest that this would be the right solution, whether or not, and that that would be a transactional type of it. You're you're not doing anyone. You're not doing yourself any favors by by. You're not creating a relationship. That's for darn sure. All you're doing is just trying to put a widget to a widget or a widget to a widget. And and uh, I think that the the relationship is is really the the paramount. That's what I think in 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 sales what what all of us try to achieve is a relationship and and that consultive um, manner of understanding and taking the time to understand our clients' needs and what their what what our clients um uh, concerns are what our clients, what their competitive uh, nature the, in their in their industry. We have to bring knowledge and become that subject matter expert for them. We have to help them. It's all about helping our client and building that relationship and having it, having them be able to trust you that you're going to bring the right solution at the right time and it may not even be with your own company it may be something that is better suited someplace else and that's okay um 
maybe not to your sales management, but it's okay for your relationship uh, with this particular client because then they realize that you're you're really in this for the for the long haul. Uh, you're not you're not in this just to 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 get a, a a plaque on the on the on the sales wall that says yep I I I sold this. Yeah, Lynn, does that does that kind of yeah, round out I, that? Yeah, that I, I I do think that solutional solution selling doesn't doesn't necessarily have to be as transactional, but definitely there's far more transactional element to it. Absolutely mm -hmm. agree there. Okay. Well, Tina, it sounds like you're the expert on this subject. I'll direct the next question to you first. How do you determine which method will be most effective in your approach? Yeah, uh, this internal thermometer, I, it, how you relate with the other person, if it's over the, the telephone or in person, how well you relate and how open that discussion can be, how open that client uh, or prospect is with you in discussing um, what they're looking for, um, how knowledgeable that client or prospect is, um, how the types of questions that they ask. I, th I think that you, that that determines what's going to be effective. Um, if if someone if all someone wants is a widget, they don't want to know how much you know about their industry or why they may want a widget instead of a widget. They just want a widget, and <laughs> and I think we can very quickly get to um, whether or not this is uh, an opportunity, a long a longer term opportunity. There's short term opportunities, and then there's the mid and long term. And for a for a strong sales relationship you want to be looking for that mid and long term where you get to know and it takes time to get to know these individuals and to get to know what the right approach is going to be for or to create a solution because you want to be creative you don't want to just pull an off-the-shelf item for uh, for a solution it you want to be able to to do a hybrid sometimes a lot of times is to do a, a um, a hybrid, but it takes active listening. It takes uh, multiple conversations. It takes um, a lot of feedback. And you're, we are, as salespeople are not necessarily in control of how much information that other person wants to provide to us. Um, and if it's if if they're if they're not conversational, you understand that this is just going to be a one and done or a two and done but once that once you are able to have that conversation the long-term aspects and and the benefits for both of you from a sales perspective and from a client perspective that is just it's pure magic and and will go long term I have still have clients that I worked with over 30 years ago um, and it's I would not have that were I not to have an honest conversation and to always be looking out for their best interests, not mine. Lynn, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, everything you said I agree with, but I think when we get back to, you know, determining the method that's going to be most effective in your approach, um, I believe it's going to de be dependent upon your product or service. There are mm -hmm. some products or services that are far more suited to one method or another. And Assuming that your product or service is suited to both relationship and solution selling methodologies, then I think it comes down to your career goals. 
Um, relationship sales approaches are based on establishing your worthy intent and building the foundation for a long-term connection. And that's what you were just talking about, right. Tina. Years, years, decades. Right. Um, and I have the same. I have relationships that, that go back decades. Um, mm -hmm. There is an investment of your time and the resources to lay that kind of foundation. I want the caveat, though, is that long term, the long term benefits are far greater for relationship sales professionals. I mean, I truly believe that because I can, you and I can both pick up the phone and call someone we haven't talked to for a year, two years, uh, five years ago, 10 years ago. And, and it's something that because we laid that foundation that we're able to do, and as you pivot and your career changes over time, those relationships are invaluable. So, <laughs> that's it. No, I agree with you. Yeah. No, I, I agree, and, yeah. and, and you're right, and it does depend on the product or service that, that, that you happen to accompany with whom you're, you are affiliated um, as to um, what the, the approach is. Um, if you're in a in a, a warehouse or a uh, an auto parts store, and uh, somebody needs to, uh, a headlight, I guess there's just so many headlights that you can offer. You're not going to be offering a whole slew of a of a, of a new headlight um, parameters or something. Um, but if you're if you're in a, a solution based business or you're selling a, a business services, um, there there are a number of different solutions that, that can take place. Some are a quick fix and and others take uh, can can be a lot more creative. Yeah, yeah. And actually, and, 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 yeah. Yeah, the, the the point you made about being behind the counter or selling like at an auto parts store, you can you're still building a relationship when you are mm -hmm. selling them the right product and you're listening to them, the active listening. And that 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 customer can come back more over and over again and they you could become their first two place to go i mean you get their business Absolutely. because you provide such great relationship um service so right so absolutely mm -hmm. very well said how do different skills apply to each method tina what would you say well i think we were just talking about that um you can have an immediate fit and it's something that um you're you're moving on you've 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 taken care of that solution now you're on to the to to the next uh, quandary and and the next solution or you have uh you're building a depth and breadth of relationships within a within a uh, particular organization so you may have a client that that you're working with and um you start to because you're there in front of them and 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 at at the uh, the client on a number of occasions, it's very easy to start meeting other people within the various departments, and you start just slowly but surely you're seeping through an organization and you become the person that oh wait a minute maybe I need to, maybe I need to call Lynn about this I bet Lynn would know who I need to talk with I have. This coming up, maybe. I, yeah, I think I'm going to pick up the phone and call Lynn. You become that person because you're there. I worked with a man um, years ago that would just go into an office. Uh, it happened to be a very large financial institution in San Francisco, and he was there the same time, the same day of the week, and this for the same amount of time every every week. And he would just walk around and say hi to people. And they would they would come to expect him to be there at that particular time. 
every single week and they oh i've been waiting for you and and he, this guy was so successful because he was he was right he was in the right place at the right time on a consistent basis now today i don't know that 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 uh that people have that type of time both from a client standpoint and from a sales standpoint if people have that kind of time just to to sit and wait and 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 walk around and say hey do you have anything for me or uh, you'd like to think that we would right or, or a company uh, uh you know security standpoint yeah well, and changed. that's the other thing that's exactly right well how, how much things have changed where you could just ride up in an elevator and walk around the floors and today you have to show your id you have to be allowed up there's they need to be expecting you sure We've had so many changes, haven't we, Lynn? Over yeah. the over the course of our careers, and uh, just that accessibility. Um, gosh, people used to make a living just driving around, walking, just cold calling, walking into to companies, going, "Hi, you know, I'm Tina. I'm with so and so, um, and who who handles who handles your purchasing? Could you do that today? Probably not. So that's a and thank goodness because that was that that wasn't so much fun. Um, but that's that's where I think that the different skills and and different personality styles fit to different methods. Um, not everyone has the patience to really go in and take a long a long sale. If you're looking at at a a contract basis, it's going to take maybe there's a three year renewal cycle, and you're you're getting into about six months in to a three year. You've got two and a half years. You have a lot of time to be able to build that relationship up, um, but it also takes just tenacity to realize it's going to take a while before that contract comes up for renewal before you have an opportunity. Um, on the other, on the other hand, if 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 it's an immediate opportunity, but you're someone that really likes to get in and 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 figure things out with people, it's probably not going to be a good fit for you just to say, okay, here you go, and um, you know, thanks for. Thanks for giving me this one opportunity. I hope I have more. Lynn, what about you? Well, you know, I you said this earlier about the different skills that apply, that relationship sales rely on active listening, mm -hmm. um, discovery process skills, and genuine interest in your clients. Um, another key skill for relationship skills we've talked about is patience. Um, taking the time to build the trust and establishing yourself as a reliable partner. I mean, that takes time. Um, it also takes discipline to stay focused on your objective. Um, disrupting your approach to shift to an alternate style to, to speed a close can actually damage not only the sale, but your relationship that you work so hard to establish. Mm -hmm. So in relationship sales, your expertise is really leveraged to become a trusted advisor to your clients. And an, and I keep, we keep obviously, I'm big on a relationship sales here. Another skill for relationship sales is to adjust to the client behavior. Mm -hmm. um, so you do need to recognize if they're only utilizing you for your free advice and expertise. And good point. Um, oh, yeah. good point. Yeah. Right. And uh, you need to be earning the sale while building your connection. So, you know, all of these skills, you know, apply uh, to relationship skills for solution sales. Um, you know, you are really need to be very analytical to, to get down to which of 
um, and, and the product knowledge that you need, you know, the features and benefit because you're selling a solution and, and maybe it goes back to you're selling the right headlight to do the job, right? Now, in some cases, there isn't really a choice because there's only one headlight that fits the car. But regardless of what it is, often it's, you, you're really looking at some analytical skills um, to, to go through that same sort of discovery process so you know uh, and to, to look for opportunities where your, your product or service is going to fit them better and at why because of your features and benefits. So I think those are, um, that's one of the things that's so important, you know, if you're solution selling. I have a, a story that kind of fits there, Lynn, with with making sure that you're not just being used for for information and then turn around and and take that information somewhere else. I um, was asked to to on a number of occasions to provide pricing for particular um, projects, and I put everyone through the the hoops of trying to get everyone within my organization because it would take you know what, what kind of scheduling would take place whether or not the product server you know what whatever all of the people that had to be involved in coming up with a schedule and some pricing it wasn't just a just not pulling a head headlight off of the off of the shelf and i kept getting no answers and i'd say do we get that oh no but thank you for the ultimately i said are you just trying are are you needing to have that additional to this client or this prospect at the time? Are you just looking for some competitive pricing? Because if that's all you're looking for, that's a whole other thing. We can give you competitive pricing, and I don't have to put people through the through through the ringer every time you you contact me because everything you're doing we can do, and we can do as as well as, if not better than. So. Are you only looking for a, a price, or are you really looking to to give us an opportunity to show you what we can do? And this just really put her back, and hadn't hadn't thought about. She'd never thought about all the people that it might take to put together some pricing. She's just trying to get three bids together, and, and ultimately, um, as Lynn knows, I ended up doing a lot of business with this woman for many many years. Um, but it, but sometimes you just have to to ask that question: what what is the purpose of this conversation? If if you feel that you're being, if you're you're continuing to provide information and provide good, good solid pricing and good good solid information to a client, and they're not giving you the business, sometimes you just have to step up and say, why why what else do I need to do? Yeah, good point. Absolutely. Yeah, and and a very open uh, conversation and dialogue. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. It's been such a wonderful discussion so far. We have just one more question, and it comes from Mallory in Toledo, Ohio. Mallory asks, I'm comfortable with relationship selling, but I lack skills in solution selling. How can I build those skills? Thank you for your question, Mallory. Lynn, let's hear your advice first. Well, uh, Mallory, uh, it may be helpful for you to go through some exercises to think like the customer. And we, we have an excellent virtual mentoring series installment that's called Focus on Client Motivations. And, and that can get you started. So as you ask questions to understand what your client needs, wants, or lacks, um, you're going to be able to develop client-facing questions and subsequent layers of questions. And when you walk through the series of questions with your clients, you will be better able to match your product or service to their specific needs and requirements. And so, you know, with this solution selling, you know, discovery, 
identifying and then selecting the optimal solution and to present, you know, are really the key skills. Um, active listening is, is important in any area of sales and, and really refining your discovery process and the analysis that should that you need will be easy to learn when you've already mastered relationship sales. In fact, you you really you already have these skills. It just maybe not as apparent to you um, because they're a natural extension of your foundational skills that you have for relationships sale selling. <laughs> Tina, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, Len, I, I agree with that. Yeah. I think solutions can be taught relationships. Boy, that's that's something that that is inherent, and it's very difficult to uh, to teach a person how to develop relationships. It's very difficult to teach someone how to um, actively listen or how to add to to be authentic. That those are things that are inherent. That ability to Build relationship is you. You're all the way there, Mallory. You're you're right there. The solutions is really in in listening and understanding your product or service, um, and and understanding it well enough to um, be able to pivot with it to uh, personalize it or to um, uh, make it have it bend with the need of your of your client. But, you, you need to really understand that product or service in order to take the um, uh, to, in order to take the liberty of, of playing with it and, and having it kind of position itself um, to be a better fit with your with your client. Yeah, you know, I'm going to take exception to one thing because I, Tina, I really think that you can learn relationship sales and all of those things. Um, I mean, I wasn't very good at relationship sales necessarily early on, especially, you know, actively listening. I mean, truly listening to my client and and hearing the subtext. Um, and and that that is absolutely, in my opinion, something that you can learn because I feel like I learned it. <laughs> oh, I think you can always develop it. I think that you can always improve upon it. But I think that 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 way of of um, of being able to open up or have someone else open up to you I think that that's just there that 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 is uh, something that is inherent it's that curiosity it's that that that's I think what I what I was suggesting but it, absolutely we can always improve upon our relationships and our and what we do with them I agree with that yeah well and and you know all those things sometimes you just you have a mind shift and when someone points it out to you I, I mean that this is something that and and sort of how you can do it I mean which is one of the things that we walk through with with uh, in our webinar um, mm -hmm. with the installments for the virtual mentoring I mean it, and, and even this listening to this when you open your mind to new ideas you you absolutely can new, learn new skills regardless of your age, regardless of where you started out, you can learn new skills. And um, so I just want to reinforce that. Yeah, that never uh, stop learning. Yeah, never. Yeah, it, it's, learning. All, it's all out there. And it's just for you to grasp, for you to open your mind, to really shake up where your paradigm is. So you can have the vision and, and go after, you know, learning what you need to, to uh, expand your repertoire. Agreed. What an excellent conversation this has been. Thank you, Lynn and Tina, for your valuable insights. 
I hope they'll help Mallory and others looking to build up their solutions selling skills. We want to thank all of our members and guests who joined us for today's podcast. Next week will be another terrific dialogue Appetit to Queen. If you have a question or would like to suggest topics for discussion, please email us at jointheconversationappetitdequeen.com. 